you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? well, let me understand this, because I don't you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And today we're going to clown hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to come in and comment on that one, but okay, just leave me hanging on that one. Cool. <laughs> Uh, we're also going to take a look at one of our favorite cultural and uh, philosophy archetypes, uh, the sacred clown. Never underestimate the power of the fools that make us laugh and smile. So important. Gotta fucking clown hard. That's what it's all God about. Damn right. This It was so long ago, but I have a, a little tattoo right above uh, above my groin that says clown hard. And I, I, will, <laughs> I will never regret it. <laughs> I was just in the, um, I was getting my hair cut the other day and the woman next to me, uh, was talking about her or one of her planned tattoos she was excited for. And it was a, uh, smash mouth tramp stamp. Oh no. And I could not wait to tell you about it. That's funny. I, now I, 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 I said, is it just going to say like Astro Lounge or oh, what? No. <laughs> and she said, um, if you don't shine, then you don't glow. Oh no! I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" <laughs> Radio, that's what's up. <laughs> it's absolutely from All Star. <laughs> As you said that, it kind of—I think my tattoo is basically a male tramp stamp. That's basically what it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna have anything, you know, like even like the like the text across like the the stomach, like you gotta make it original and and dope. Now, one of my uh, my buddies' older brothers. That I see around still. He has a orgasmatron tattooed in like massive gothic big font across his belly. It's really <laughs> that's fucking dope. <laughs> so goofy. He's a hoot at the family pool parties. Oh yeah. How was your week, man? <laughs> uh, week was good. Um, very quiet. I had three days off in a row, which was cool. Um, I was able to get some uh, some stuff down around the house. I'm you know always productive and stuff around the house. I feel like I say that every single week. <laughs> um, but the um, I noticed today. Well, I noticed on Sunday, um, on uh, uh, around noon on Sunday, there's a church down the street, and they have these church bells. And I've heard them before, but I didn't really. Are they pretty? I never really thought to say them later. Very pretty. Very deep. That's like um, lull kind of tones, really nice. Yeah. Um, and I've I've heard, I like you know rid rid my bike past other churches and stuff that I've heard. Um, like obviously it's not like real bells or whatever, but they had like some kind of a tone playing that was real nice, and it was cool. Like they didn't try to make it sound like oh this is you know the tower bells. It was a really small church in a neighborhood, Mm -hmm. but it had a cool little thing these are absolutely some bells um and they they sound real cool but it went on for like 20 minutes tonight it's on a wednesday oh, i guess wow. wednesday night mass that's a thing right uh maybe they're still not typically supposed to go that long though. they went for 20 fucking minutes it was cool was there a a holiday um they have all kinds of weird different like ordinary christian time. holidays that might have been like um, a mechanical bel-air though i know tomorrow is veterans day <laughs> and then we had daylight savings time i don't know 
No, I don't think it's for Veterans Day. <laughs> oh shit! So they run for twenty minutes, huh? Yeah, I mean, time. it was like I said, it was it was kind of cool. It's just kind of faint out the window. Yeah. Um, it was kind of cool. I, I I dug it. Have you listened? That was right before recording, so I I wanted to remember to say something about it. Yeah. Have you listened to any of uh? Now I can't remember the name. You know, Gregorian chanting. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to have on my old music hard. I had a series of hard drives, and I let both of them get corrupted. And I had two million songs on it. And on one of them, I would trade like weird music online, and I had the oldest recording of music ever. It was the oldest known recording, right? Okay. And it was like an old chanting, and it was like recorded. Um, I don't know what they even recorded it on, but it became digitalized, and it was like a rare uh, piece of trivial music to trade online. But it was like a, a form of Gregorian chanting. But it was really cool. But That's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. <laughs> uh, how's your week been? Uh, it's It's been a little rough. On some real shit, I've just been like angry as fuck, and like I'm really ready to clown. So I'm I'm excited to record. It's just been a kind of a dumb week. Um, one of the honorable mentions I'm going to mention is this show, <clears throat> Midnight Mass. Yeah, really good. Highly recommend it. But there's a they reference a line in the Bible in like the second episode from Proverbs that I like a lot. And the line is, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit is better than he who takes a city. I, I really like that. This week's really just been about trying to rule my spirit, trying to be chill. I want to be able to like walk through raindrops, water off a duck's back type shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go full Zen. So just been uh a little on edge but i'm i'm chilling through it's all good glad to be good. glad to be recording excited to clown fuck yeah fuck yeah it's actually um the, i guess the push i needed because i was looking at midnight mass and i wasn't sure about it but highly recommend everybody's doing uh squid games right now squid yeah. squid games super fun i saw uh that youtuber uh hype beast Whatever the fuck his name, Mr. Hype Beast. He's doing a real version of uh, Squid Games where people can enter. Like, of course, you can't die, but it's yeah, he, yeah, yeah. they remade all the games. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, but uh, Midnight Mass, super good so far. I'm only a couple episodes in, but it's got religious themes. A little, like, it's definitely, like, psychological horror, but I can't tell how supernatural it's going to go or not. But in the second episode... The, the main character, this is not a spoiler, the main character is uh, an alcoholic who either his girlfriend or wife dies in uh, a drunk driving incident he had, and it's him right after he gets out of prison trying to come to terms with oh, wow. what he did and like readjust to life on this like small island town he lives in. And he has this... Uh, they have this like a uh, dialogue between him and a priest in AA, and it's just him and the priest in this AA meeting, and it's him explaining why he's angry with God 
does it very well. You'd enjoy it. It's a good show so far. Fuck yeah. Uh, You said you had an honorable mention? Um, I do. So I mentioned them in an earlier episode as a mention, uh, but it's um, the Tribals channel on um, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, T-R-Y-B-A-L-S. I think last time we mentioned them, they had just done – they showed them like Bob Ross – (laughs) <laughs> like watch along and they they love Bob Ross just like his demeanor and like the way he makes it so easy it makes it look really easy to paint and then they had him like do a painting and you know follow along with them and they all really enjoyed it they were kind of skeptical but they really enjoyed it um but because like they really enjoyed like his demeanor and his you know whatever so they showed him um um Mr. Rogers next mm. and they all love Mr. Rogers um and then somewhere along the line, someone recommended to show them uh, Mongolian throat singing. Yeah. And these are people, by the way, if you don't know about this, they're um, tribal people from uh, like northern Pakistan. That's what I was going to um, ask. That's cool. Yeah, they're like very, very rural um, people. You know, very you know, not a lot of technology. Most of them, um, if they have TVs, they don't like watch. You know, they have like movies and stuff. They don't have like TV um, or internet a lot of times so uh they were showing them all these new different stuff they showed a mongolian throat singing and they all really enjoyed that um such an different interesting sound yeah just all these like different feels. culture shock things that like they never would have been able to experience and now they're like here check out this shit um then they really liked the Mongolian throat singing. And then one of the women, one of the people there uh, is this woman. And she said she likes kind of heavier, loud music. <laughs> so they were like, all right, bet. So they, they brought in some Metallica. Oh. Um, and they were like, they're all so open-minded. Like it's very different from, you know, stuff they're used to, but they're, they're never like, Oh, this is terrible. Oh, this is bad. You know, there's a couple, you know, they, they find instead of finding negative things to say about it, they're saying like, you know, it's, you know, it's thrilling. It's like, it's a, look at all the people that are there and look at how all the, the energy they're putting out dancing while they're and running around the stage while they're, they're playing. And, and they're like, do you like the music? And he's like, eh, I wouldn't listen to it. You know, it's a loud, it's kind of loud for me or it's kind of, you know, whatever, but they're never like negative about it. That's very interesting. Cause I, like I consider myself a bit of a music snob, right? Yeah. I, Metallica is like. I want to make fun of, but it's like the one like classic metal band I'll oh yeah I'll enjoy some of right, but yeah. like I still would want to make fun of Metallica. I would want to make fun of like a Coldplay, Link Park, whatever. Like any like yeah, dumb yeah, normal yeah. music. But if you if I know if I didn't have like preconceived notions or other any music frame of reference, yeah, yeah. Like if there wasn't music I liked better, like by a lot, it's still like. There's a lot of like positive or like good energy you can feed off of shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and the the one the woman that like said she liked the heavier stuff. She said she liked it, and they were talking about like there's so the they have a Patreon channel and they have like the all the ad money from YouTube like goes into like getting them and like the people in their village like things like nice things. So they you know, like when they got do like a, a washing machine and like a refrigerator for somebody else and you know the, for the one that's got all these kids like they got them like you know books and stuff and that's an interesting you know, project it's, yeah it's interesting um they so the the new 
uh, crowdsource that all the, the comments are going off, like get her a pair of headphones and an MP3 player or a CD player or something. <laughs> That's fun. I wonder if it's overwhelming at all though. I could see, I don't know. Yeah. They, they I, seem to, you know, they seem to really enjoy it. They, you know, they're, they realize how much, how many views they're getting and how the, the feedback from people online and like, they don't speak English, hmm. you know, but they have people that are translating stuff for them and they're like, they seem to really enjoy it. Interesting. So I think that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, check them out. Tribals on YouTube. Cool. Uh, the first one I mentioned, Midnight Mass, new on Netflix, worth checking out. Um, I'm curious which way it goes, but so far, very interesting. Uh, second one, I sent you a picture in our chat. This is a painting of St. Sebastian tended by the Holy Irene by Nicholas Reginer, Reginer, um, Saint Sebastian is my favorite um, saint subject, and the the all the paintings of Saint Sebastian are him being martyred, and they're always like extra brutal. They often have uh, like this piece, the arrows in his flesh and his legs or chest or whatever, and he's being tended to. By the holy Irene, who's pulling the the arrows out, and I just Saint Saint Sebastian's just my favorite. I love these. I love the the color tones in this. The it's like the beyond pale, like the cool colors, like around the eyes and and around, you know, and some of the flesh tones that with that red. It's so yeah, it's so very eerie next to that red. Yeah, I'm always a. The cloth of red that looks like a pool of blood. Yeah. I'm always amazed how I can get such good uh, skin tones. I, ah, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to write this down for later. Or maybe I'll just describe it. I saw a piece uh, a while back, but I saw it again earlier today. It was, I believe, done by a pair of uh, Japanese artists, I think. I might be wrong on that. But it was, so it's a sculpture um, of a rope robotic arm right mm-hmm. and it's in an all-white room and around the base of the robotic arm is a massive pool of blood right mm-hmm. and the robotic arm has like a squeegee slash scraper kind of deal <laughs> on it and it it moves like it to an algorithm and it goes around the base of itself and it sweeps the blood into the center and then it moves to the other side and does the same thing. So the blood's just constantly flooding out and being scooped back in. And over the course of the installation, you see the wall, all the white becomes splattered and the pool becoming gradually smaller and staining the whole room. And it's, it's really cool looking. It's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. I, such a interesting idea. Um, Second uh, honorable or third honorable mention is the artist Necro Six. I feel like you've probably seen this uh, this person before, maybe. Um, maybe I'm opening it now. This is a, a digital artist I've followed for a long time. Uh, they call themselves a digital digital alchemist, and it's definitely uh, in a similar vein as some of my work. Um, some pieces I like a lot more than others, but it's almost, it is digital collage in a sense, but they're almost built like sculptures. Mm. And yeah, I've definitely seen their work before. So intricate. I love yeah. 
some of the color work they do too, but just this is like the prime example of like good graphic design while still building something that is of your own. That that's like it's, it's really beautiful. It's just so intricate. So intricate. Very, very dark subject matter. Um but it's so interesting to take um you know, two-dimensional photos digitally and craft them into something that feels like 3D or like real in a weird world of its own. Um, the Instagram page is at N-E-K-R-O-X-I-I-I. Maybe it's not Necros. Is it Necro X-I-I-I? Was that 13? Uh, yeah, that would be 13. But uh, just such cool work. I'm excited to share some of these. Uh, very prolific worker as well. Always, always making something new. Uh, very successful in their field. Yeah, I got stuck looking through this because I saw at the top of their page they mention um, uh, Blizzard and Konami and um, Fox Magic the Gathering. I, it, I saw Fox and I thought Fox engine and I was thinking like they did some metal gear solid shit. I'm not sure what Fox. Cause I, I think I just mean like Fox entertainment. Mm. Lots of really cool stuff. Um, yeah. Hella dope. Yeah. I'd, I'm going to be scrolling through their shit later. Yeah. I've definitely uh, drawn inspiration from this artist over the years. So check them out. And I think, I think that's it. Should we get to the, the clown? Yeah, man. Send the clowns in. Send in the clowns. Uh, should I start? Yeah, go for it. All right. All right, guys. Listen up. A clown is a person who wears a unique makeup, face, and flamboyant costume, performing comedy in a state of open-mindedness by reversing folkway norms, all while using physical comedy often portrayed with a childlike innocence, wonder, and buffoonery. It's a clowny clown world, and you gotta clown hard and laugh whenever possible. And clowns are the best at doing that. Goddamn right. <laughs> the most ancient clowns have been found in the 5th dynasty of Egypt, around 2400 BC. Unlike court jesters, clowns have traditionally served a socio-religious and psychological role, and traditionally the roles of priest and clown have been held by the same persons. That's wild. Yeah, go fucking figure, huh? I I didn't know they had origin. Clowns had origins in uh, Egypt too. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really dope shit. And that far, that long ago, to have that that kind of role. Yeah. Um, the man named Peter Berger writes: It seems plausible that folly and fools, like religion and magic, meet some deeply rooted needs in human society. And for this reason, clowning is often considered an important part of training as a physical performance discipline. Partly because tricky subject matter can be dealt with, but also because it requires a high level of risk and play in the performer. Man, think about before, like, Netflix, before the internet, no TV, like, we fucking needed clowns, right? Oh, yeah. We needed performers, live, live music, art, something, you know? It's a very specific role in society that fucking would have been so... clown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take me for a fool? A clown? 
Uh, in anthropology, the term clown has been extended to comparable jester or fool characters in non-Western culture. A society in which such clowns have an important position are termed clown societies, <laughs> a.k.a. America. And welcome. A, <laughs> and a clown character involved in a religious or ritual capacity is known as a ritual clown. A.k.a. Jesus the ritual clown. Jesus the ritual clown. That desert wizard, what a clown. <laughs> I, I always think about... um the one of the pieces you made growing up and it was a, a piece of the the was it the last supper yeah yeah i found a, <laughs> a painting of the last summer like on a wooden plaque and it was like really nice and it was like two dollars and i, I used like, i'm gonna fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> i used paint marker and just painted all these goofy clown faces and like cocaine on the table and <laughs> fucking jesus like the drink jesus like the smoke <laughs> Oh, I can't. I have no idea where that went. Oh my god, that's a classic thing in my head of like a Stephen piece of artwork. I know I gave it to somebody, and we were snorting things off of it, but I don't know <laughs> who it ultimately went to. That's really funny. Imagine Jesus going through the desert and like the forty days, whatever. He's got sweat pouring down his face, and and he's got his big red clown nose. On. <laughs> his his face. <laughs> face paint's coming off <laughs> oh fuck uh in native american mythology the trickster channels the spirit of the coyote and becomes a sacred clown character mm. the hayoka is an individual of native cultures who lives outside the constraints of normal cultural roles playing the role of a backwards clown by doing everything in reverse the hayoka role is sometimes best filled by a wink tay interesting my uh my grandparents were art collectors, and they loved, they absolutely adored Native American art, which I always felt like it's a little weird when you have a lot of one culture's artwork in a house. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, they didn't feel weird about that, but I, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it's just kind of odd, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But uh, she loved the trickster character and she had all the, i forget the name of them but the wooden carvings of characters and she had all these trickster characters that were really cool the um it should be also noted that the wingte is a um it translates to it's a, a male-bodied person who speaks like a woman um Interesting. probably the closest thing that north american uh native americans would have to uh like a transgender or even like a like a feminine male uh, figure, but they usually took on spiritual and leadership roles in the community, which I thought was interesting. I wonder. Uh, like they named the children and they uh, resolved disputes like arbiters, and they uh, did a lot of like the praying ceremonies for sick people, stuff like that. I find that very interesting. Out of pure ignorance, I will say I don't. I wonder how they would feel about that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, classification of it. I, I don't know. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, we we could we could go ask them if, if our uh, forefathers hadn't killed all of them. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Many native tribes have a history of clowning. The Canadian clowning method 
developed by Richard Poninchko. Pachinko. Pachinko. And farthered by his former apprentice, Sue Morrison, combines European and Native American clowning techniques. In this tradition, masks are made of clay while the creator's eyes are closed. A mask is made for each direction of the medicine wheel. During this process, the clown creates a personal mythology that explores their personal experiences. There is something so true to like anyone who is a clown or clowns in, in some capacity. The persona of your clown is such a weirdly like personal thing. It's like rolling your uh, your D and D character. Yeah, they're, they're choosing how they want to be reset, represented as a clown, a performer. Like it's interesting though. You'll see someone's. Uh, you can learn a lot about anyone really when they step into a performative role like what attributes or aesthetics they choose it's cool now i said rolling your D character and i was expecting you to laugh and stop me because i feel like the picking your your uh personal identity thing is much more serious and more important than rolling your character <laughs> and, I, and I, was, I was the other one was i was debating was uh choosing your, your username on twitch oh that's Choosing a username, that's the same thing, though. It's what uh, what outside, you know, facing mask you put to the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Twitch and clowning, it's the same thing. It's, it's all clown <laughs> world, right? Uh, modern clowns are strongly associated with the tradition of the circus clown, which developed out of earlier comedic roles in theater or variété shows during the 19th to mid-20th century. Uh, the recognizable character features outlandish costumes, distinctive makeup, colorful wigs, exaggerated footwear, and colorful clothing, with a style generally being designed to entertain large audiences. Yeah, circus clowns are the best. That's the, that's the prime mm. of the prime. Mm. What do you what, what do you mean? I don't I don't I think you don't like I a mean, good circus clown. Especially in in doing some of the research here, I've always liked the uh, the the Pierrot, um, the French, the one. white, the white French clown. I think those look kind of cool. Those are my my absolute favorite. But as a general circus clown, they're like Harlequin, like the jester shit. Okay, Har- those are kind of cool. Too. I I don't really care how uh, in the new movies how Harlequin. Has been uh, yeah, portrayed, yeah, yeah. but she is. That's probably my first crush. The cartoon oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harley Quinn for sure. Black and red costume. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> um, the first mainstream clown role was portrayed by Joseph Grimaldi, who also created the traditional white face makeup design. In the early 1800s, he expanded the role of the clown in the Harley Quinnade that formed part of the British pantomimes. He became so dominant on the London comic stage that the Harley Quinnade clowns became known as Joey, and both the nickname and the Grimaldi whiteface makeup designs are still used by other clowns today. Now, I have a question. Sure. When you squeeze a lemon, you get lemonade. <laughs> the juice that comes out is lemonade. Sure. So what is what is Harley Quinn aid? Apparently, that's what happens when you squeeze <laughs> Harley Quinn. <laughs> that's very funny. 
fucking delicious. Uh, <laughs> the comedy that clowns perform is usually in the role of a fool whose everyday actions and tasks become extraordinary and for whom the ridiculous for a short while becomes extraordinary. Excuse me, becomes ordinary. The style of comedy has a long history in many countries and cultures across the world. Some writers have argued that due to the widespread use of such comedy and its long history, it is a need that is part of the human condition. Yeah. Uh, and that, that makes me think about the uh, the TV infomercials with the people doing mundane shit, but they fuck <laughs> it up really bad. Like, has this ever happened to you? And oh, they, like, God. you know, shows them, like, trying to, like, open a, a can or trying to, you know, get something out of the fucking cupboard and, like, everything falls down or <laughs> Those are just modern the dumbest clowns. shit. Yeah. Sitting I, on the couch with a bowl of popcorn in their arms and they just toss it all over the fucking place. You know, we're not very far in this episode, but I will say I did not think a clown episode was going to be so problematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're just going to go full speed ahead. The, the clown character developed out of the rustic fool characters of ancient Greek and Roman theater. Rustic buffoon characters in classic Greek theater were referred to by terms related to playing or acting like a child or a simple peasant. In Roman theater, a term for clown was fazer, literally digger or laborer. Yeah. That, that's it, cool as fuck. That says so much. It's it's obvious that the class of people going to see the performances of these clowns weren't working class citizens. Yeah. Goddamn capital elitists, capitalist elites, fucking laughing at the working man. They're literally laughing at the diggers or laborers, yeah. the peasants. That's that's interesting, and you see how that that slowly changes over time, which kind of leads us into uh, clownology, the study of clown history. So we're gonna we're gonna go through the clown history real quick. Oh yeah, uh, being an avid scholar. In clownology, this is where mm. we're going to get into the evolution of the clown archetype through history. <laughs> so in the early 20th century, with the disappearance of the rustic simpleton or village idiot character of everyday appearance, North American circuses developed characters such as the tramp or the hobo. <laughs> it's, it's so classic. <laughs> it's so funny. Examples include the likes of Marceline Orbs, who performed at the Hippodrome Theater in 1905, yeah. and I kept that in because that's where Houdini performed in her last episode, as well as uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Tramp in 1914. Classic. Classic. Uh, meanwhile, in France, the clown character, as betrayed by, um, I'm going to try my best, <laughs> Ruggiero Leon Leoncalo, uh, in the 1892 opera Povici, uh, which means clowns, uh, it gained popularity. And this is where we see the sad clown dressed in white, that sad French clown, um, which, as you mentioned, is one of our favorite of the clown species. Uh, later, back in the United States, Bozo the Clown was <laughs> developed in the late 1950s. The Bozo show premiered in... Premiered in 1960 and appeared nationally on cable television in 1978. Wow. McDonald's derived its mascot clown, <laughs> Ronald McDonald, from the Bozo character in the 1960s. Isn't it weird to, like, remember that McDonald is a clown? 
Yeah. Like, they really... <laughs> they, 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 they pulled him the fuck up out of there. <laughs> they really did. Like, you don't see Ronald or uh, Grimace much anymore these days, that's for sure. That's pretty fucked up, man. He, well, he's got important business to tend to in McDonald land. <laughs> Just the fucking Mayor McCheese is out here. The hamburger is trying to steal his head. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. Did you ever watch any Bozo the Clown cartoons? No. Um, I had a bright orange VHS cassette tape oh, that awesome. had a couple of Bozo the Clown cartoons on it. Yeah. Um, and I would watch them when I was sick at home. Um, one of them was Spooky. I remember that. I don't remember any other of the plot points. But oh, they were in like a funny, a haunted um, whipped cream pie factory <laughs> is what I remember. Oh, that that's like a throwback to the Stooges for sure. Fucking whipped cream pies all over the place. Dude, that always sunny episode about the, the cream pies. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> the, the Asians are making cream pies. <laughs> We'll mix them all together, <laughs> and we'll taste each other. Oh, oh god damn it! Um, this episode's our downfall, bro. <laughs> nah, it's all good. The clowns. And we almost made it to fifty. Almost. <laughs> we did an episode about Bozo the Clown. God damn it! Uh, based on the Bozo template, the U.S. custom of the birthday clown. Uh, private contractors who offered to perform as clowns at children's parties developed in the six, 1960s and 70s. That's crazy. That was a thing. Right? Yeah. Holy Fucking shit. wild. <laughs> the strong association of the bozo-derived clown character with children's entertainment, as it has developed since the 1960s, also gave rise to clown care or hospital clowning in children's hospitals by the mid-1980s. I keep wanting to skip the 19 part. Just straight to the 80s, bro. I mean, you know, it's the 80s, but we talk about other history on this show, so it makes yeah, sense in context to say that. The hospital clown stuff feels dark, right? Yeah. If yeah. I, if I if my child is dying of cancer, I don't, I don't want no fucking clown in the room. You know, give me a fucking grown man in fucking face paint and in goofy shoes. Unless that clown's got morphine and can... <laughs> Cure cancer. I don't wheel them on in. <laughs> no, I, I think it, anything that raises somebody's spirits. Like, if, I mean, I'm sure a lot of kids uh, maybe didn't like it, but uh, any kid you they did cheer up. That's like that's good shit. That's that's big points. Now, uh, the Clowns of America International um, a group established in 1984, and the World Clown Association was established in 1987. Uh, they're both associations of semi-professionals and professional performers, and I didn't do this research beforehand, but now I'm wondering, is this like a um, church of uh, – or satanic church versus the Temple of Satan thing where it's like – like there, there's one of them got started, but there was like it was real fucked up. So they they started another one three years later, and they were like, "Well, fuck you, that's I, your your morals are all fucked up or some shit." From what from what I understand or think, um, I think it was more about like um, a, more of like a performance union kind of deal. Like mm, yeah, okay, like uh, 
you, if you're approved by certain things, they, they would get you gigs type thing. Or mm-hmm. you only wanted uh, clowns with certain certifications for. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You can't just have any random clown cl- coming to your kid's birthday party. That's how you wind up with John Wayne Gacy. Yes. You need high clowns only. <laughs> high class clowns only. <laughs> No, they're they're gonna be high. Don't worry. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. No one dresses up like that without putting on, without getting a little buzzed. You know, I don't. I've dressed up as a clown quite a bit. It runs in my family. Mm, I don't think not, I've ever you're done not, it. You're not sober. proving my point, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever done it sober. I'll say that. <laughs> Maybe people are just getting burnt out on clowns or all the kids that got scared by them as they were coming to age. But during the 1980s and 90s, we saw a shift to the red clown character, which gradually gave rise to the evil clown character. With the attraction of clowns uh, for small children being based in their fundamentally threatening, threatening or frightening nature. I didn't say that sentence the best, but we see clowns go from like a thing of innocence and maybe they just scared all those kids and the kids get older and we start to see the clown dressed in red and the clown become evil. We see shit like Stephen King's it, whatever. Um, And this is, uh, we see the fear of clowns, particularly circus clowns has become known by the term colorphobia. How do you say that? I think it's cholerophobia. Cholerophobia. Um, that's I. It's so funny when it gets their own phobia, you know. Yeah, it becomes such a um, a widely recognized thing enough that it's like, okay, there's enough cases of this. We need a name for it. Remember when um, all, all those uh, there were all those cases of people walking around neighborhoods as clowns? Yeah, that's why uh, Ronald McDonald can't come out anymore. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> I was. I remember working in a restaurant while that was happening, and this kid came up to me. He's like, "Do you see all these videos on the internet of these people oh talking about these that killer clowns idiot, and stuff?" Huh? And I was like, "The fuck are you talking about?" And he was like, "Oh, there's all these videos, and everyone's scared of clowns because there's like these clowns going out, and there's all these kids that are coming up missing." And I was like, "There's not <laughs> a grand <laughs> movement <laughs> of clowns emerging out of out of nowhere to suddenly start kidnapping children." This is like, you know, people are like, someone did it and they saw someone d- and they, someone else saw it, them do it. And they were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lean into this. That's how the internet works. That's how the internet works. Yeah. God, that's funny. I think a lot of fears like this, like, so they, it comes from childhood trauma. Yeah. You know, you, you, I know you remember getting your photo taken with a mall Santa oh, or the so Easter bunny that just, it didn't fucking look right. No, it's there's just something. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. The, there's something out of the, it's like the uncanny Valley or something. Um, I think, I think anyone who grew up in America, um, they definitely saw a shitty looking clown like that when they were kids. <laughs> You know, with the bad makeup and the five o'clock shadow, smoking in Newport in between making balloon animals. <laughs> what do you want, kid? <laughs> yeah, they were never I happy. I want a bunny. How about a sword? <laughs> I can do a worm or a snake. Do, That's all I got. I can do worms and snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Today clowns can go either way. They can play they can play 
the innocent clown or they can be the psycho killer. We have we have decided to project whatever psychological framework the culture is currently craving onto the next clown we also desperately need. I think that's what's really interesting though. Like whatever like the next big clown portrayal is is like what we like need, you know? Yeah. And, and even if they're not like in makeup and in disguise, like there's we we dub a a person of the media a clown. Yes. We pick someone. Like most recently, Donald Trump has been or Mike Lindell <laughs> has been, you know, or, or fucking Giuliani. And Giuliani, whenever they're sure. in the news and they do dumb shit, like everyone's all over them like, oh, here's another look at this funny video of him doing dumb shit. Yeah. Like, people always say, you know, like, everything is, like, we're so divided, right? Like, that's the big line. Like, we had a fucking civil war. We've been been more divided before. And it's not like everyone, I feel like, wants to blame the news or media. And I, I think, I just think the reality is, like, we get what we deserve, right? Like, mm. all these clowns are our leaders or are all we see on the news. Yeah, and we put them there. <laughs> it's what we wanted one way or another. It's not like the news is just showing us the bullshit. Like, we, we made all the bullshit happen. Excuse me, I have to take a, it, it, little, it, a little sip or sip there. It really is a clown world. I forget the context of it, but there was something... <laughs> There was an actual clown battle. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> so, like, you know the Pepe memes, how that became, like, a racist thing, right? No. All right. I didn't know that part. You haven't been on the internet much lately. No. <laughs> so, the whole Pepe the Frog. That I'm, be- not, I'm not chronically online. <laughs> I am. So, you know how, like, the OK symbol, like, uh white radicals kind of tried to take it over they kind of have won that no dude it it's been in the news like the last two years like people at trials and cops are putting the okay symbol up because it's white pride wp it's a whole thing Uh. that started on the internet it's like boogaloo boys pepe the frog it's all racist shit now right and there's this whole like divide over like do we let them take away the okay sign (laughs) something that's used for like like logical shit all the time you know like tell someone you're okay if that's like misconstrued that could be thought of as racist right it's gotten very weird but there there's this whole like internet clown world it's a term where it's like uh, everything's bullshit. It's all just a joke. So that got taken over with the Pepe shit and clown world <laughs> is its own like mini world of racist shit. And there was a rally of sorts where I don't even remember what side because it's become so confusing, but one side shows up ready to battle. So the other side shows up as clowns <laughs> to like <laughs> protest <laughs> And then the other side, the initial side that was being protested to protest the clowns, they also dressed up as clowns. And it turned into a massive riot of hundreds of people dressed as clowns. When the fuck was this? This is during Trump stuff. This was within the last three, four years. Jesus. Yeah, we've had clown wars on the street. The coverage was was There was definitely the the first couple years of that I was working that job where I was doing 80 hours a week and that was 
You're just I, I was tuned out from everything then. <laughs> just working yeah. your clown job and <laughs> when I think when I think the okay symbol, I think the only time I've done that, like made that symbol, like in the last ten years, has been like when you go like down below your waistline and you do it <laughs> and, and make someone look at it. See, the the reason I used it the most was like if you're rolling or like on certain drugs, like if you do the okay symbol over your eye, like your eyes are dilated, it's your sign to someone else that they're tweaking too. So you can just, that was a, <laughs> I swear, it was a thing. You'd just be like, you okay? Like from across the room. And if they gave it to you back, you knew you're both fucking tweaked. That was a fun little, fun little thing. Check the room, see up. who's okay. Who's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so back to clowning. Yes. We never, yes, we never we never left. You're right. Um, the sacred clown, a ritual or ceremonial figure in various preliterate and ancient cultures throughout the world, uh, who represents a reversal of the normal order, an opening to the chaos that preceded creation, especially during New Year festivals. The reversal of normality, that is the distinguishing mark of the clown, relates him to the powerful world that existed before the present one. That's fun. Yeah. In certain traditions, clowning is a what is that word? Apotropaic. What the fuck does that mean, bro? I put it right next to it. Oh. It means to avert evil. Uh that sounds like some wicked bullshit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. In certain traditions, clowning is used as a ritual to avert evil, a way of deflecting demonic attention. From serious religious activities. In other contexts, it serves as initiatory, initiatory ordeal in which the initiate must preserve through the jest and insults hurled at him. Imagine getting roasted in 2400 BC. Is that how you become a blood? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to get roasted into the club. That's how you become a sacred blood. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> this spun out of control really quick. Greatest podcast ever. Uh, through some attempts, uh, excuse me, though some attempts have been made to discover the religious origins of secular clowns, fools, and jesters. It's the elaborate ritual roles of mass clown societies among such groups as the American Indians that have attracted the most attention. The most famous of these are the Koyameshi, the dancing clowns of the Pueblo Indians. They are seen in sacrilegious actions, punctuate the most important religious ceremonies, and serve as a sign of the presence of the powerful primordial beings and as a means of social control by their satire of the antisocial behavior of particular individuals. And if I'm understanding that correctly, that means they'd over, overly act out to keep other people from doing it. They make mm. a fool of themselves and making sure that other people saw it, that they look like jackasses, <laughs> so they would refrain from being jackasses themselves. That's fun. Those dances are, are absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. There's a whole lane of people doing that on um, on Instagram of like native people and you know pe people with native native uh, lineage that are showing like what their culture is is more like and like you know some of the you know I've seen uh, um, the the different clothing and jewelry and shit and it's like 
you know, just absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful. Now, what do you, how do you lean? Do you like uh, clown characters with or without the mask more? Like, make um, makeup separate, but, like, do you like mask or no mask? Um, I think no mask. <laughs> I think no mask. I had to think about it. Because I'm trying to, oh, I'm trying to think of a, a clown with a mask that I'm used to. Um... Jesters wear masks often in, or like the masquerade kind of clowns. Oh, fuck masquerade masks. I always thought they looked stupid. So stupid. Um, I do like when bank robbers wear animal masks. That's always pretty cute. Yeah. Um, but in general, Get that I like grape ape mask on before you go rob that bank. <laughs> in general, I always like, regardless, I like people that don't aren't afraid to wear the mask. I like when the clown. What even clowns without makeup, like uh, do you see the new Joker? Yeah, we, you did. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, like I really like uh, that vibe where it's like, fuck it, I am who I am. I'm the clown character, whatever. But you're not uh, fully becoming the character. You just embody the character, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the way to go. Uh, we're gonna do we the archetypes. Yeah, we didn't have a, a nice, good, clean segue cut here, but sure did. There's a uh, a list of some. What's the Auguste? I don't know. You put it there. I don't know. I know the buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going through some clown types just for laughs. Uh, the buffoon. That's. I feel like that can kind of be a lot of different things, yeah. right? But that I feel that's, like it gets rolled into other clown types as well. But like. Some Three Stooges kind of vibe, right? Yeah, I I do. When I think the buffoon, yeah, I think you know the the slapstick comedy, but I also think like Renaissance Fest kind of shit, like those kind of comedy shows. I, yeah, that setting is what I see in my mind. I tend to think of the buffoon as drunken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falls down a lot. That one uncle at your fucking uh, your family's parties that can't hold their liquor. Know, would only show up, to, was only invited to a couple of them. They missed a few years. They were in AA, you know. They crashed their Vespa into the, the koi pond in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, we got the, the Harlequin next, of course. It's probably the sexiest of the clowns, huh? Yeah, yeah, obviously. All right, you um, did one. The Jester. Jester. I, I like jesters. I hate checkers, but it's acceptable on a jester because they have those dope hats. Yeah. Bells I, or no bells? Um, ooh, I mm, bells are cool. Bells are cool, but it, it depends. It yeah. De- depends on if we got spikes in the mix. Ooh, yeah, like have like little, uh, the, the morning stars. Yes. Those we got cool. a modern jester, a little gothy jester. Um, my, my first, uh, thing that I started liking jesters was from, um, do you ever play gauntlet games? Mm. Like gauntlet, dark legacy. It sounds those. It's like, um, like a dungeon crawler, like oh, platform kind of game. That was or, the first game ever on 64. That was like the first dungeon crawler. Oh, I never played 64. That was they, the best they are, gauntlet. They had the, um. Arcade ones that I played all the time, and then they had Gauntlet Dark one. Legacy. I got for um, okay, that makes sense. Then I got Dark Legacy for PS2. Nice. Um, and like 
middle school, maybe elementary school. And the, uh, that shit was it, so dope. Oh my God. It was so the fucking welcome green jester. That was my, <laughs> that was my fucking boy. Every time you logged in. So was that what you saved your weed dealer as in your phone? Yeah, man. Green, green jester. jester. <laughs> you throw fucking bombs up in the air and hit them with a baseball bat. That's dope as fuck. Fucking real cool. Now, what about mimes? I don't trust a mime. I think people talk hella shit on mimes, but a a good mime, I, th- I think that's some quality entertainment. <laughs> Never even know they were miming. Just never- <laughs> you don't even know they're there, <laughs> dude. I don't trust no mimes, bro. I feel like they're trying. To, I feel like they're trying to box me in <laughs> and take now, my wallet. I feel like so as far as like um, like mimes are probably the more more common one that you think of as like street performance um is that like that's what i usually equivalent them to or court gesture because um, like n- yeah no one's gonna go to a theater to see a mime that's crazy um, I, they used to that was a thing yeah they were they also didn't have netflix yeah and they could they also didn't have shit else going on they couldn't afford to build walls so they'd have this dude pretend <laughs> to build them the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought I thought you were trying to say they couldn't build walls to keep the mimes out of the Build that fucking wall. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep these fucking mimes from building their own fake walls. We gotta, we gotta keep oh, these. God damn it! We gotta Canceled. keep the mimes out of America. <laughs> the so I think of um, you know the stage performers that do like the the statue acts. Yeah, like, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I mean, I I get like, I have a respect for that. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot of effort to do that. I'm sure. Yeah. What I don't get is like, why? Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that it's entertain. Like, personally, I don't feel that it's entertaining enough to give that money. it outweighs the the cost of not being able to scratch your nose or whatever the fuck. Yes. Like that's hard as fuck. Like I give them props for their discipline. If I got the right. money, absolutely tip them. But like, I want, I don't know. It's just not very exciting. See, it's, I'm not going to tip them. It's cool if they trick you though. I didn't ask you to. Yeah. That, that would be different. Yes. If I, if I walked by thinking it was a statue and they, they spooked me or whatever, they yeah. fuck with me. That yeah. and it was entertaining. That I get. Now, are you but supposed like, to pay I them in pebbles? <laughs> Why? Because they're made of stone. <laughs> <laughs> Fill their cup up with the rocks. <laughs> they can't stop you. They can't move. Oh god damn it! That was good. <laughs> Jesus fuck! That was really good. <laughs> now this I wasn't next, ready for that. This next one's one of the dirty French smoker clowns, right? <laughs> The Puro. <laughs> That's the sad clowns, right? Yeah, uh, those are, yeah. Those are my favorite. I like sad clowns, but they where they still smile. You know, they just a tear slowly rolls down their makeup. The ash of their cigarette smudges their face, <laughs> but they still honk their nose. You know, I think I think the smoking was one of those. It had to be there because they were French. Yeah, of course. They had to mix in the cigarette somehow. An unfiltered boofer of a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> now, what the fuck is a Puebla clown? I don't know what a Puebla... I think that's the... Um, that can't something be from Mexican. the Puebla Indian? 
Oh, you're yeah. Why did I think Mexican? Uh, because pueblos are houses. Is that what it is? I think so. Mm. Now the rodeo clowns—they're a sketchy bunch, right? Living in barrels, getting hit by bulls. Uh, I mean, Pueblo is village. Mm. I mean, the rodeo clowns do a service. At least they have some value. They're not yeah. trash like most of the other clown species. But uh, I don't know. I feel like they they drink a lot. They often don't do their job correctly. They're kind of a liability, right? Uh, <laughs> I I wouldn't know because I don't really watch rodeos. <laughs> I feel like there's been a lot of good cowboys injured at the hands of a poor rodeo clown. I'll say I, that. I think um, I I like the I'm trying to think of the line from uh, Devil's Rejects where the guy uh, it's fucking Brian Pasane's character was talking about being a rodeo clown, and the other guy's like, "You a rodeo clown? You couldn't handle that." Fucking uh, went off on him about it. Like, you, you think you could handle that shit? Like, you're not ready for that. You're not man <laughs> enough to be a rodeo clown. <laughs> yeah, like, laughed at him in his face. He's like, yeah, you're right. It's probably just a stupid dream. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about the tramp? The tramp, I think, okay, so there's definitely years of my life. And I, we talked about this in the Halloween one where I um. I definitely went as a hobo for Halloween a couple times, and it was along that lines of a hobo clown mm-hmm. kind of thing. So how does that relate to a tramp? Well, that's what the the tramp comes from. That I think they're I think they're slightly separate. I think they're closely related, but I think the tramp is more of a slut. I think the tramp. <laughs> I think of the tramp clown I mean, is more of a prostitute of a clown. You know? I mean, okay, no. So the, the tramp, the tramp archetype. While they can be a slut and don't shame them for it, slutty. The, the tramp archetype comes from the. Um, so there is three classifications of like the hobo clown. Sure, there is the hobo, who would. The, I think the idea was like they would travel. And they had, um, like, they, they, they were like ra- the railway, railway clowns, is yes. what it was. So then they would travel and they would find work and they were, per- I mean, like, m- mostly they were happy. They were, like, more positive, smiley clowns. I don't the, know. I think they the were tramp, from something. The tramp did the same thing, but they were, like, the sad clowns. Oh. And then you had the bum that was just depressed all the time and didn't travel, didn't find work, was They're just depressed. Right. Very sad. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of sadness in the happy clowns. But I also clowns. like the idea of a prostitute clown. <laughs> Me too. Pretty, I'm pretty sure there's videos for that if you really want. There sure are. There sure are. <laughs> there sure are. There sure are. <laughs> uh, do we do Juggalo now, the Juggalo clown? Yeah, we- yeah, okay. absolutely. I'll let you speak on it as a <sighs> ex-Juggalo. <laughs> so, I mean, it's hard to even say ex-Juggalo because I, I feel you're still I feel a Juggalo connected in your to heart. it. I think so. <laughs> not in the way that I'm going to go to the gathering or I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to concerts or whatever. But there is definitely so much of a form, formable, not formable. That's not the word. Um, the the more 
important parts of my life that I spent in that era. Um, the juggalos are wild as fuck. Um, to the point where even like ICP has been like, like these motherfuckers go crazy. Like they do the most wild shit. Like they show up at like the, the gathering or whatever in there, like doing their own like wrestling shows, like unsanctioned wrestling shows, like out in the camping areas and like hitting each other with stop signs and shit. Like the one, one guy had like a, there's a, a, the video somewhere of a guy that had like a, um, five dollars and you can kick me in the nuts fuck yeah so it was just like, some normal juggalo like, shit what you know? the fuck are you talking about dog for five dollars <laughs> dude awesome. give me a hundred i'll talk i'll think about it i would have done for less at some point <sighs> i'm but, good on that <laughs> dude juggalos all right i'll state it this way juggalos the trash cats are friends of the juggalos yeah there are people they're garbage trashy human beings and i love it it's wonderful and uh jay whatever those dudes like they're cool as fuck they built something they built this stupid family type thing yeah absolute fucking respect for the the, the shit that icp built on their own they were they were outlandish shit that they did they were in the time that they did it yeah they're writing their flyers on napkins from fast food places and stapling them to uh Shit on the street, like that's cool as fuck. They said they, they were, something. they were, they would uh, date the girl at Kinko's. They were dating a girl at Kinko's for a while, <laughs> so they could get free prints on that's their awesome. promotional shit. And then, uh, you know, after the feds made them an actual gang, it was like, regardless of any feelings I had about the Jugglers, I was in full support of their renegade activities. That, that you, terrible know, they're still trying gang. to fight that shit isn't it they they were taken off the fed gang list but they still have like uh there's still a bunch like, of shit that they did that was fucked up that people are incarcerated for yeah shit Could, like that yeah because literally if you were wearing a juggalo chain it was a probable cause yeah. like it's so fucked up you get so people sp- pulled over for speeding and then get taken to jail for gang related activity that's, These are people that are like doctors and shit and like, you know, med students or, you know, like uh, people that were huge pillars of their community, but they're still being thrown in jail on yeah. felony charges. Yeah, that's clownism. Damn well, right. Not, not tolerated. It's bullshit. Um, it is. I mean, let's be real. Not a whole lot of jugglers are med students, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's that's, so that's fair. Up. That's so, fair. The, that the feds were like going after a fan of a music act, yeah. right? That's or, you know, the, even if they, you know, they they're not like got all that wild. You know, they're not like you know med students or they're not like whatever. But they got like kids and shit. They got to feed and they got to take care of. And now you, you put them behind bars. Yeah, how are they gonna get Fago for that little baby? You God know, damn right. I'm keeping Gotta Fago get, out of my baby's mouth. <laughs> Get, get that kid a moon mist. Yeah. It, it's fucked up, though. Well, yeah, Trash Cats stand with the Jugglers, that's for sure. I, I could get into, like, two songs they ever made, but <laughs> I stand with them. I love the energy. Um, The Jester, we mentioned earlier, they're kind of a clown type that's a little unique to themselves. The Jesters, or Court Jesters, were often a fool character, and they were typically members of a household of noblemen or a monarch, employed to entertain guests during the medieval and renaissance eras. 
Jesters were sometimes traveling performers, and they would also entertain the common folk at fairs or town markets. During the Middle Ages, jesters are often thought to have worn brightly colored clothes and eccentric hats in a motley pattern. Their modern counterparts usually mimic this costume. Uh, jesters entertain it with a wide variety of skills. Principal among them were song, music, and storytelling, the old school bards. Mm. Um, but also many employed acrobatics, juggling, telling jokes such as puns, stereotypes, and imitation, and performing magic tricks. Much of the entertainment was performed in a comic style. Many jesters made contemporary jokes in word or song about people or events well known to their audiences. You know, I wonder, if they're doing magic tricks, how are they not burned? Burned? I mean, you know, like, you know, uh, magic was like blasphemy during oh. that time period. So, like, if they're doing that, well, I guess that's not true because sometimes they would have court wizards. Yeah, I feel like they kind of, uh, they fit different roles, part part uh, stage performer, part clown, part magician, part stand-up. They kind of did it all. I feel like, I guess maybe as long as they were wearing the uh, the the gaudy outfit, they could they were get away with it. Sacred, yeah. Uh, what I find the most interesting about the jester is they're almost a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Not all jesters chose to work willingly. They often worked at the service of their lords out of desperation. Sometimes their lives depended on being funny and tempering the rage of their superiors with humor. They are also a perfect example of the line, don't shoot the messenger. Oftentimes the jester was forced to give their king the bad news as they would be able to deliver the message with humor and grace or risk punishment. About a stressful fucking job right there. Yeah, like, and then there, there's times where, like, um, someone else would force the jester to tell the bad news, right? That was the yeah. way of, like, displacing some blame. That's so It's like, stressful. you go do this and you might die, but if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, because I'll get killed for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's crazy. That is a stressful job. So I think we've covered all of our basics of clown bullshit. I feel like I feel like we were like we're probably seventy five percent accurate. I feel like we did. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we did okay. Well, I mean, there's we're we're going off of information of um, some of that information is like you know from don't don't times don't before written time or written history. <laughs> we, we don't need people checking our sources. We, <laughs> Well, you know, we are had Instagram calling us out for uh, spreading false information. Oh, that was funny. So that happened. I posted uh, an optical illusion from our uh, last illusion Houdini episode. And as soon as I posted it, it gave a flag of false information sharing. Um, and I, I found that the, the particular visual illusion I chose, what somebody had posted on Facebook and it had gone trending in an article about how optical illusions can reduce or tell you your stress level. Yeah. <laughs> so Facebook like flagged the particular image. So anytime someone posted it, it said the post was fake news, basically. I thought did, that was funny. Did you see the comment that I posted underneath it? I didn't. I, I said, uh, 
Don't let the fake news hold you down. This image not only measures your stress levels, but it's also a safe and free alternative to therapy. They feed us poison and suppress our medicine. <laughs> it's like the worst thing you could tell you. <laughs> chaotic, chaotic Steel commented on it. He said he liked it. He said, hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, I'm not sure if you posted it. Like this, oh, but it's God. it looks like the most blurry JPEG that I've ever seen. Which and one? It might j- the 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 optical illusion. Yeah, I thought it was better quality. Yeah, it looks it looks extremely shitty, and I'm it, not sure if it they did it because it's I'm it not flagged, sh- but yeah, I'm not sure either. It could have been my mistake, but I also I it's pretty impressive. Like even if it was a blurry originally, at their algorithm algorithms are that good that it flagged it the second i posted it yeah that's fucking wild yeah that's it's pretty fucked up i remember when it first they first started the algorithms are better now than initially but when there were like digital collage artists who would post their surrealist photoshop piece right where it'd be like a landscape similar to mine like the moon's really big and it would say fake information this post is not accurate because it was a photoshopped image and it's like yo these are artists <laughs> it's crazy the um speaking of some clown uh some clown digital police bullshit um the farmer's market where i work at they just installed these new this new um like parking surveillance thing oh, so they can no. bust you for parking what what like most of the communities around here do is you know, they have the the little like most places they have the, you know, the the pay centers in like a large parking lot where you go to and you pay your shit. And then a person will come by and will check your, you know, check the tags or check the, the spaces or whatever to make sure that there's been time paid on it. And what they've chosen to do here instead. So this is r- directly across the street. This is in between sandwiched in between City Hall, the courthouse and the police station and the farmer's market. Like those are the, the, the four corners of this place. Sure. And they have installed all of these cameras, like, like so all, over a dozen cameras all over this parking lot so that they can catch the, the, they'll get your car coming in and be able to get the license plate on it. And if your car doesn't leave within 15 minutes, then they mail you a ticket. If you haven't paid, they mail you a ticket. Bro, and they got algorithms timing the license plate coming in and out. It's so fucked, man. So if I need to pull my car into the the farmer's market to, you know, un, like unload a bunch of shit so that I can do work, even if I pull if I pull in there for just 15 minutes, I come in through that side and they see me, they see my car come in, but it doesn't come out because I'm pulling into the farmer's market. Right. So I could get a ticket for that. So I got to come in. I, w- I have to work it out with someone else that sometimes I'm going to be able to come in off the other side of the street, off the main road, which is difficult to do, but I could do it. And That's so stupid. As long as there's not a bunch of other shit set up inside the farmer's market. Some states are fighting the, the camera tickets. I don't know. Yeah, they got in a full. bunch of shit for that, for the um, the that, traffic lights. Yeah, that's Slo- Sloney's Law, the Cincinnati radio dude who i'm not a fan of but he was fighting it for cincinnati i know the um the parking things in cincinnati downtown dude 
it's 525, 550 an hour. Like, yo, I need... Jesus, fuck, dog. Dude, on Vine Street, it's on half of downtown. I need 25 quarters an hour. Like, get get the fuck out of here. And then the the last time I got fucked, they blanket ticketed 30 cars, even if you paid. And then you have to go to court to dispute it. Yeah, and then you still end up paying court costs. I got out of it last time because I had credit card proof that i had paid but it's like they just give the ticket anyway and you're paying 525 an hour get the fuck out of here how is that cheaper than paying one person to go down and actually check the shit it's so scab but here here's here's the thing is it is bullshit this is like i think landlord stuff's a little different but the idea of like we're all born into the stupid world right yeah. This is some clown world shit. We're all born into this stupid world, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody got to this amount of land before me. They were born before me. They decide to keep said land. Right. And for the rest of history, they're allowed to charge any price they want, even if your yeah. car just sits there. Get the fuck out of here. This is like, it's a perfect, it's the same thing with buttering toast. The butter yeah. doesn't spread. I hate the fucking world. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you own land. I have to pay you to put my car there. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. My, no my theory is, so they just built this big, like, central kind of park area. Like, over this last year, they just built this nice looking park. Um, and they realized, like, we need to get real predatory with it if we're going to expect to pay pay for this park that we just built. Right. So, yeah, they, they went fucking full lethal on it. And they're, it was supposed to unroll today, but they still had the, uh, the cover over top of the, the payment <laughs> thing. So, um, I didn't pay. Um, and if I get a ticket, I'm fucking going ape shit at somebody over that. It's so cr- They're like, hey, we want to build a park for the people. So we're going to steal from our people. Yeah. <laughs> like get the fuck. What do you think? Uh, our our favorite clown Diogenes would think of this shit. Uh, what Diogenes would he do? Would be let him be your inspiration. How how would Diogenes fight the ticketing? <laughs> oh, he. Well, I mean, first of all, he wouldn't have a car. No. Uh, but, but he um he would probably shit on the steps <laughs> of City Hall, and um he would eat in the market as well, he did. So what are you going to do? I mean, what would Diogenes do? We know what he would do now. How are you going to live up? He's going to take his shit on the courthouse steps right fuck, quick fuck with yeah. all these new cameras they just installed. Fuck yeah. Let him see it in high def, bro. There's a There was a case. I think it was Florida, a dude recently. Um, it was something with mask mandates. He was against it, but he went. I think oh, he got, big surprise. Yeah, right. He went to his, like, local town hall or some shit, and he released a bunch of bed bugs on purpose because he was... And they caught it on camera, and then it turned out he went to the wrong, like, city hall. (laughs) (laughs) So he got charged with, like, some biological attack. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't even get his intended target. Fuck no. So funny. What a piece of shit. (laughs) Total piece of shit. 
Anyone that's ever had bud, bed bugs knows. It's no that's, joke. That's man. one of the fucking worst. Cincinnati was the capital of the world, higher than Brazil at one point. Really? We had them at school. They were fucking everywhere, dude. I remember driving down that driving down the street, and my dad pointed out a house one day, and he was like, "Either someone got evicted, or they got bed bugs." And it was just someone's all their shit all oh. up on the lawn, dude. It like was all like, their furniture. Every street on Cincinnati had bed bug mattresses. I mean, dude, when I moved into my my Hawaiian Terrace apartment, they had bed bug traps. And like, dude, there the, whoever was there before me was smoking them because that was a whole thing. You remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, dude, I had a collection of bed bugs <laughs> <laughs> in a binder. Take the dead ones and like. Put them as, but the, I knew some dude that was smoking them. I was like, "Holy fuck!" You die of a lung infection. You trip, trip because you're sick as fuck, and then get lung infections. Hell yeah, dog! Sounds like a lean night. Oh my god, so brutal. Let's get fucked up on bed bugs right quick. Oh, never got that. I did a lot of things, but I, I d- would not do that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something wild. Yeah. Um. So that we know Diogenes wouldn't do anything good. What about uh you like the Stooges? Yeah, I do like the Stooges. I yeah. think some of it got played out when I was a kid. Definitely. Um it was like hyped in a way like this is the funniest shit ever. And it's like, oh, it's funny. And then like you watch years ago. Yeah, yeah, you watch a couple episodes of it and you're like, All right, I get it. I'm done with this now. Those pies always look so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> just a just a, a metal tin pan full of whipped cream. Whipped cream. <laughs> there is no pie. <laughs> I eat one of those every week for this. <laughs> now, don't lie, uh, man. You just huffed up out of the can. <laughs> just <laughs> some whippets. Ooh. Yeah, right. Whippets and a bag of gasoline. Um, now, I will say this: if you don't fuck with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't fuck with you. That was my rule. It was like when I was getting back into dating, I was like, if they don't like Seinfeld, I'm not dating them. That's yeah. that's the rule. That's just the rule. Now Kramer, that that's my true favorite clown. He is my my loyalty. The the Kavorka. Yeah, <laughs> that's my dude. Fucking the 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 characters in that show were. The the way they, I mean, like, uh, it was supposed to be, like, ordinary people, but it's just the, I don't know. It's just fucking, it was really, really good. The Seinfeld's pre- the shit. Yeah, the precursor to uh, It's Always Sunny. They were, like, the first show about being a bad person, you know? Yeah. Um, I had I did have a joke here. I was going to say, oh, Seinfeld, <laughs> you mean the guy from B-Movie? Oh, man. I figured I- that would piss you off. but it was, <laughs> I couldn't work it in really well, but I had to still say it. Uh, what else? Other good clowns. Um, of course we talked about the Juggalos. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking uh, Jackass. Jackass, dude. dude fucking Stevo. Stevo's the dude, man. He is, man. He <laughs> keeps gnarly he, as hell. So, oh man, he was like my spirit animal for a while. I, I love that dude. He uh, he he, he legitimately getting... was a clown though, right? Like he like yeah. studied. Yeah. He he grew up in uh, the circus life at one point, and then. Yeah. Uh, do you hear the? You, there was a video of it, but how he got on Jackass? No. So like it had start like Bam and those dudes were already had already created Jackass, and he like had applied somehow, and he like messaged them online or showed up. Some rolling paper with some his name on it. 
even better. He <laughs> there there's a video of it, and they're in a parking lot, and it's young Steve-O, and he swallows a goldfish whole. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, that's how he got on. Man. That was his, his initiary. That was his uh his, yeah. his interview. <laughs> And they're all waiting around in this parking lot as he's violently trying to throw it up. And he yeah. couldn't, it, like an hour passes. <laughs> and they're like, we just met up with this random dude who ate a goldfish. <laughs> and he kept trying. And he, like an hour later, he pukes up this goldfish and it's fine. And he was on Jackass the rest of his history. He keeps getting better with the age. He's doing a stand-up thing now. He's got a podcast. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, he, he's, he looks like he's doing really well for himself. Although yeah. I did just recently also see him sober put fucking hot sauce in his eye. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. It's terrifying. <laughs> I feel like anything he has done, I would have tried it with him. Like, yeah. if I had somebody to match that energy with, I would have fucking done whatever. I, lo- yeah. I love that uh, care to the wind attitude, you know? Yeah. The whole That whole fucking crew was just so wild. You know the the yeah. number one thing that I used to get all the time of people say like, "Oh, you look like that one guy." You look like uh, people used to say, "I look like Ryan Dunn." I could see that a little bit. I guess so. A little bit. It's a the hair. Bit. Yeah, that's it though. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, now I see this next one, and I am kind of upset with you. I will let you read it. <laughs> okay, I put Jiminy Glick. Fucking Martin Short's fucking hilarious. I don't care what you say. Um, but no, that it's the interviews were so good and there was such a strong character that for the for the longest part of my life I didn't realize it was somebody playing a character when I was young. I didn't I thought know this that was just initially. a fucking person. Yeah. Um Some of then, it's funny, but it's just it's like Tracy Morgan. It's just so fucking annoying. I, I also like Tracy Morgan. I know, it's just so fucking annoying. <laughs> It's just so annoying. Some of it's funny. It's just too much. Along the same lines of that, like, bad interviews thing, I like that. Like, if it's if it's well done. So I like the Between the Two Ferns. He does that Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some of those are really funny. It was crazy. He got Obama on. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot. I feel like there's been a lot of good stand-up. With the explosion of Netflix, but there's also a lot of really bad stand-up lately, too. It's a mix. It's cool there's so much more of it, though, and so many, like, uh, smaller comedians, you know, that are getting some big exposure coming up a lot quicker than they used to be able to. Yeah, it's fucking... I mean, I I get that it's... I feel like it's there's not as much draw to go to a comedy club especially anymore either there's like there's no dude comedy clubs are bigger than ever right now i i feel like there's maybe right now but i think even before covid it was like you can just watch this shit on netflix you can watch you know whatever you can look it up on i don't know i don't know i think and then then that's it you know you you know you're gonna find somebody that you like where there's always a gamble when you go to a comedy club but that's what people like like going to the comedy store you might see a seinfeld you might see a Saget, what Rogan, whatever. Like that's what that's I mean, people flood there like Mecca. Man, yeah, but like not in like bumfuck nowheres. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. For, like the, local comedy stores. That's comedy, very true. You know, uh places. Yeah. The 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 last one I went to, 
um, fuck, it was like 10 years ago, um, was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in Toronto. It was an op- it wasn't even a, a, I went to a comedy club there, but the last one I went to was actually open mic night at uh, the, I, it wasn't the dispensary. It was a place where you could smoke weed. And there was sure. like some kind of weird law that, I don't know how it worked, but it was like You're because Canada, it was on, right? yeah, it was on the second floor of a building. Like they sold bongs and shit downstairs, but you could like <laughs> if you brought your own weed, they had like vaporizers you could rent and like bongs and stuff that you could rent, yeah, and, was- like munchy food and whatever. But then they'd have like, you know, karaoke and like other like live performances, and they had comedy night, and we went in for that, and that was that's chill. It was not good. <laughs> It was real, it was real awkward, because, I mean, like, I'm in there getting fucking roasted out of my mind, and I'm already in my own head, and this guy's bombing on stage, and I feel bad, because uh. no one's laughing, and, like, I want to, uh. like, yeah, I want to give him the, <laughs> give him the fake, you know, give him something, and I was worried that I'm going to come off his phony, and everyone's going to, like, look at me, and, like, like why are you why are you giving this guy the uh, sending him the bad message yeah sending him the wrong message that we like this <laughs> that's a tough scene like new comedians you got to be brave and thick skinned oh god sure. yeah I couldn't do it so speaking of bad comedy all right Rogan <laughs> <laughs> all right I want to hear your take because I've watched him for a long long time right because there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of there weren't a whole lot of people doing. <clears throat> what he was doing earlier on and I, yeah i don't i don't know if i ever felt like i was a fan but i enjoyed i enjoyed a lot of his content less because of him but the people he had access to right i don't think his stand-up is very funny every once in a while he has moments but more he's just like the meathead fool that we often need you know yeah like i feel like he doesn't his character doesn't portray that though. I mean, like he, I think he sometimes his image shows that, but I think his, uh, I think especially more now than ever, he he pushes, or at least his fan base pushes, so that he's like, you know, it's super intelligent and like should be listened to for. See, he he gets that rep, but he never. He always says he's a, a meat-headed ape. Like he says that all yeah. the fucking time. It sucks, man. Cause I have I have mixed feelings. So much, like he got CNN fucked him on the ivermectin stuff. He's still a fucking idiot. And like his recent takes, uh, it, it sucks. Like until this last year, he had like a way higher majority of good perspectives than bad and this last year i don't know what the fuck's happened man it's just been like like the the reddits his fan like a lot of he's lost a lot of people like it yeah he's been just getting it feels like he's getting progressively dumber Mm -hmm. but i still think yeah like there's not many times you get to hear a long form interview with the people he talks to so it is what it is yeah agreed similar with the Chappelle, like ever you know that last Netflix special, he got a lot of fucking heat for. Um, but I think, like, the one he did on George Floyd was, like, it was oh, so that important. Was, that was immaculate, and it was, like, right on time. Yeah, it was, it was really important. I, I really, I love Chappelle. Um, 
the the last special i will say it's the first one i didn't watch the whole thing all the way through and it wasn't because i was like offended or just did like disliked it that much i just got kind of bored but it, it was one of those things like i feel like his takes his jokes were like the same as always like it wasn't anything like out of the normal for Chappelle, but it just felt it was like some of the jokes may have came off like sexist transphobic whatever but it was more like the audience like i felt like the audience loved it because of that and it wasn't like that's what he meant meant so it like it it felt weird it got weird yeah i i haven't seen the newest netflix special but i feel like he's definitely tried to i mean his job is to make to make light of things yeah. You know, to find find the the joke inside of a thing, I and he, I think over overall he does a fantastic job of that. Yeah, and I think that you know, especially regarding the transgender stuff, like he got, you know, he addressed it, and you know, he, he made his peace with it in a way that I thought was, I mean, you know, who the fuck am I? I guess, but I felt I felt like he had reached a point of understanding, I guess that was, I don't, I don't know. I guess it was, it was fair. I I think so. I, I tend to agree. I just, I just don't really understand like both him and Rogan, like all the heat on them. Even if you hated everything they do, it's just like, do we really want to like, like cancel i i hate that term but like do we really want to make it like even comedians don't have like any like privilege to make mistakes like right they're supposed to say dumb shit like i can't imagine being mad like there's a lot of comedians i find uh a little inflammatory or like not my speed maybe a little offensive but i can't imagine being upset at what a comedian said right yeah there's, there's, I think even to a point where it's like, there's an irony in certain like, um, like Rodney Dangerfield. Like there's like that, um, the, like the boomer humor kind of thing where it's like, you know, like boomer humor is like ragging on your wife <laughs> and like shit like that. Like, you know, putting people down sure. for laughs and like, um, like Rodney Dangerfield was one, um, Fucking Kennison said some wild shit. Um, like who was the other one? Um, George Carlin's one of my favorites. Carlin said some wild shit too, but he was he was he said was, wild shit all over the fucking map. Yeah, and he was brilliant. He's in a category yeah. of his own. Um, who's the one? The fucking that dresses up like uh, you know, in the leather jacket and shit. Um, ice. Um, something ice. Uh, oh, oh god damn it! Um, I'll remember it later. Um, but he he was another one, just like, just the goofiest fucking jokes, and like they're not even jokes. It would just be like extremely offensive observational humor like, kind of shit. Are you talking about uh, Anthony Jeselnik? No, um, because I, I he's an old. He was he was uh, more popular in the in the nineties and shit. Um, Anthony does a similar thing where it's like 
dry, sarcastic, re- really offensive, but it, I just, his early stuff, some of it was okay, but most of it's just not funny. There's, it's like a ton of rape, humor, dead baby, abortion, like that kind of shit, but most of it's just not funny. Yeah, like I, just, I, go ahead. I was just saying, just some some wild shit that's like it's like it's ironically now like you can laugh at those these these people and these comedians because it's like oh are these you know, like this style of like you know talking like oh is that something about take my wife please take her it's like that's yeah. it's a shitty thing to say but it's funny because. It's it's ironic at this point. I know what you mean. I, I and I feel like we probably feel similar. We might not want to watch that or enjoy it, but it's like like even some Seinfeld episodes are like too racy in the sense like they couldn't be made now, right? Like shit changes with time. I just I don't I just don't get all that like outrage stuff, you know? Yeah. Just like, uh, fuck it. Who the fuck cares? I still can't find the fucking name of this guy. I'm just going to call him Bo Vice for now. <laughs> oh, well. Um, who else we got? Oh, uh, fucking, speaking of, we, we mentioned Diogenes, and I, I think we you had brought up this guy, and I was thinking he's like the modern day Diogenes, fucking yeah. Matthew Silver. He was new to me, and he kind of he really feels like a similar vein, you know. If you if you don't know the name Matthew Silver, I, I don't blame you. Most people don't know him by his name, um, but he um, if you look him up on YouTube, <laughs> I've, nine times out of ten, I probably I think that you'll absolutely have recognized one of his videos or recognize his face from doing something. Um, he was a uh, is a uh, street performer. Um, in the early, like mid two thousands, he would go out on, in the street in New York and in his underwear (laughs) and like long hair, fucking straggly beard. Like, and he would, he would say these wild philosophical statements about love and, you know, like we are love and, you know, positive things that were like trying to promote like individual strength of the you know each person passing by but um he would also punctuate it with fart sounds and chicken noises fucking it's <laughs> it, it it's like the dude you know who like is having a psychotic break on too many mushrooms but he's yeah. filled with love it's, oh yeah it looked like he was tripping balls like honestly that to me being forced to be around a person like that, I would find miserable. Like, I, yeah. I would find that so annoying. But there's, so, like, he's playing the part. It's really innocent. And he says, like, some borderline profound things. But it's just so, uh, I, it's infectious. He's just, it's just, like, very cute, for lack of a better word. It's just, it's so weird. I love it. I remember the name of the comedian. It wasn't Ice, it was Dice. Andrew Dice Clay. Oh. What? He's, he's, he's an asshole. Are you sure? that's Some of his shit's funny, but he's definitely an asshole. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. 
He looks like such a douche. Yeah. From what I understand, that's like his, his, it was like a persona, but it was, it was his, it was him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or he turned it in, it became him. Yeah, we want to, we're probably going to insert a couple uh, Matthew Silver quotes, because it's just so, it's so odd. Yeah. It's, I like it a lot, though. It made me really happy to find his stuff. It's stupid, but meaningful still. Yeah. Deep inside, you know your heart is true. Deep inside, you know you have something important to give the world. And it's real. Believe in yourself. Believe in what you have to give now. Don't you understand? The end is now. The beginning is now. Your life is now. Love is now. And it's all real magic. It's, like I said, it, it just reminds me so much of what, of how I envision Diogenes. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, not lectures, but his, his, you know, what his philosophy would be. You know, at least I, not, not even not his philosophy, but like the way he would approach people. It just yeah. has like a carefree. It's the same approach because I feel like Matthew Silver is like clearly much more positive than Diogenes is. Like the truth, it's like the op, the yin yang. You know, he's the bizarre world cynic version, but it's the same approach of just like going out there and putting your your message out in the world by any means. You know, yeah. Um, I just love that energy. He's um, he does have a um, his his YouTube page. He has a ton of um, new. Yeah, the videos like, that he's been putting out for years. High production. Um, Some are yeah. really good. He um I'm trying to think. I know he has a um a fundraiser he's doing right now too. Um something for a uh, someone he knows in the New York there that I guess is, is a homeless woman and he's trying to raise money for. So I don't know. Wanna I wonder know. I wonder how much drugs he did. Didn't he? Say, uh, the one thing we listened to, didn't he say he was in school and had like an anxious, like meltdown, and that's part yeah, of what, yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm not sure that he's done drugs at all, besides that, like pharmaceutical I could, drugs. I, I could see that being. I could see it going either way. Like you know, um, <clears throat> that dude, the dude, uh, Andrew, some, the dude that does Channel Five News, no gas, yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. He had like a. Like a overdose on shrooms of sorts when he was younger, and like it fucked him up, and he has permanent like brain damage from it, and has oh, wow. that was like the only time he ever did drugs, kind of deal, and like everyone, you it, people think he's like a big partier, does drugs all the time because of his content and how he interacts with people, and he's yeah. like totally you know clean or whatever. It's interesting. Oh, yeah, fuck. That's another one. Just the wild people that he has on that program. Oh, the Chet Hanks stuff was pretty fucking funny, man. I just love uh, clown people. We need, yeah, man. 
you know, we just need more people willing to like, because you have to like really, I feel like to fit that role, you really have to like not be shameless, but you have to like set aside a lot of ego, right? Yeah. Like, do you do you feel that way about podcasting, like this show at all? Because for me, it, I'll, I'll, I'll you go first. I feel like at first, I felt that. Um, I felt like I was uh, there was also like I was outside my element. I think, and yeah. now that I've realized, like, oh no, this is this is our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want, and this is it's more. I don't know. It feels more natural. It feels more me, I guess. It feels more like I don't have to. It's another facet of ourselves we didn't know was there. Yeah, yeah. I know for myself, though, like, uh, I I don't think it's ego, but, like, most of my life, like, the defensive walls are high, right? Like, I was very used to, like, street life living kind of thing where, like, Mm -hmm. Never been the toughest person, but, like, I always um, kept, like, like a, a, a lot of seriousness, right? Like, I, yeah. I, unless I'm with the people I love, like, it's always serious. I, I don't walk to my car without the means to protect myself, right? Right, right. So the idea of putting out a podcast with my goofy homie where we're silly and, like, people I don't know or people I do know even more could hear uh, a very different side of me. It was very off-putting, right? Yeah. And it's like, uh, like you said, it, it feels natural, but it, it's, I don't know. There's something, like, where you have to let go of parts of that and just be willing to, like, goof into the world it's the it's the exact same thing just clown hard by whatever means fuck it you know being vulnerable is very important because it's it's a true expression of who you are and it's this side of you that doesn't have any shielding it's it's you down to your deepest essence everybody's vulnerable we're all sensitive scared Nervous, vulnerable. Clown hard by whatever means. By, what it. by whatever means. But we need more of that. Put, we need, put that on a t-shirt. We need more people to just say fuck it and to laugh at shit. Like it sucks when you go to somewhere like a DMV, BMV, whatever. Everything's so fucking serious. And you, when you get one person to like just like laugh at something stupid right to laugh at like how stupid and miserable life is like it it everyone there the dynamic changes right away you know like being that person at times is awesome the yeah one of my new goals lately has been like especially in customer service situations um remembering the person's name when they That's like, like over the phone or something, when they say, "Oh, this is you know Andrew," what can I do for you today? I always repeat their name back to them, do that kind of thing, and then I remember it. But then also like try to crack jokes. Or I was on the phone not too long ago with somebody for um, it's like Verizon or something or whatever, and he was like, "I gotta run this thing. It's just gonna take a minute. You hold on a second with me." And I was like, "Sure." And I was like, a pause for a minute, and I was like. 
how's your week been, dude? It's like, you know, try to like Yeah. Lose the professionalism a little bit, you know, like not it's completely. Same you yeah. know, I don't always need the guy at Taco Bell saying, Let's see what we got on this motherfucker. <laughs> My brother kept <laughs> on this piece about of that. shit. <laughs> so, oh fuck. But it's this it's the same energy to be yeah. like a, it takes a to be a clown takes a certain amount of vulnerability and it, yeah. even it's what what I think's interesting and not with ourselves but like other people who <laughs> who do it successfully like you have no idea like the the impact you have on people right oh yeah like I, I've seen that a little bit with my own art or whatever, but very very small amounts. But like if you're willing to like say full fuck it mode, be a comedian, artist, performer, entertain whatever, like you have no idea like how how that spreads. Like most people never uh never comment, never share, like whatever, but like people see shit. There's a lot of people that just uh you know, people are shy, whatever, don't want to say shit, but it's like, you don't know how you can, stupid joke changes somebody's day or yeah, prevents a school shooting. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Out here saving the world, man. Got to. You got to save, save one school at a time. One joke school at a time. <laughs> I, I want to get okay. I just got a new T-shirt idea. <laughs> Call it's it's just it's just a picture of of us. It's old pictures of you and I as children, and um, and, it, and it's like black and white, and then underneath it it says one school at a time. <laughs> and it's like what are they doing? What to one school at a time? <laughs> Saving one school at a time. Or, or they're, they're saving them. It doesn't say that, though. <laughs> doesn't need to. That's it doesn't need to. Um, the, um, God damn it, I had something uh, before that. Before before I thought of that great t-shirt idea. On, on some real shit, though, like, life fucking sucks, right? Yeah, man, like, life fucking sucks. That's what it was. You have it was, to laugh. Even, even in, like, um, I think I bring it up a lot, but, like, the... Um, the most interaction I get is from customer service stuff. And like, whenever there's people that like have a smile on their face or like, even if it's not a joke so much, it's just like to have a funny comment or we have a funny interaction. Like that's what, that's what makes the day good, you know? And it's not like, there's definitely people that come in and they're like loud as fuck and they're trying to be entertaining and they're trying to be funny and they're not, and they're just fucking annoying. Like, there's definitely that, too. But the people that are just, like, you know, you see yourself in these people. They're just normal people that come in and they, you know, doing their thing and they're ordering a thing. And you can picture yourself in that position, you know, going up to a restaurant and ordering a thing from somebody. And, you know, maybe they stumble on a thing or they, you know, <laughs> whatever the fuck. And it's just an honest or they're, they're trying to put the card in the reader and they put it in the wrong way. And, you know, you both have a, you know, you make crack a little joke about it and you both have a laugh. And it's just, uh, you know, those little interactions that, that make the day, you know, that much tolerable. more tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it wasn't for stuff like that, like 
the customer service interaction would suck. It would be terrible. Definitely. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say? Um, yeah. Um, you had a note down here, and I, I was actually curious. Do you ever learn how to juggle? Oh, shit. Um, I, I can. I can juggle a little bit, but I'm, I'm bad for it. I do the, uh, the, the cheat where like you almost hand off the second ball to the hand. Mm -hmm. I'm bad at doing the full toss on the rotation. It's hard. You ever do that air juggling? Like in, uh, (laughs) 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 for the office. Stupid show. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Um, what do you think about contact juggling? What's that? Like Fushigi. Oh, that shit's cool as fuck for real. I just think you kind of have to be lame to get like so far. (laughs) Right? Like that shit's cool as fuck. But like who the fuck's rubbing their body with glass balls for eight hours a day to like (laughs) look like that stupid movie? That's all it is, is people who got obsessed with that movie with uh what's his fucking face uh there's a fushigi movie with uh the musician oh the guy uh the guy that paints his face the dead musician insane clown posse um oh pan's labyrinth david bowie Bowie. yeah it's just it's just weird kids who watch pan's labyrinth too many times (laughs) there was the way there's there's a contact juggling in that yeah, that's dude. I never watched it. Fifty percent of contact jugglers come from. I'm telling. Oh, you I now. thought it just came from the Fuji infomercials on TV, and you're like, oh shit! And then like everyone gets one for Christmas. Because <laughs> the you, grandma can saw you juggle? it. No, not at all. Not at all. No, not even a little bit. I've tried multiple times, and I never got. Can't never got juggle it. kitchen knives at that work. No, but I do like to play this game with a paring knife, where I see how many times I can flip it and catch it. <laughs> My chef used to hate it. What about the finger thing? Um, I used to do that more often. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, same. It only takes only takes one, and it wasn't a bad one, but it was could have been a bad one. I was like, I'm done with that. (laughs) What's the butterfly butterfly knife thing? The basingo? That's like the the real word. The Brazilian. I don't fucking know. It's like the real name for butterfly knife swinging. I used to. Fuck with that a little bit. That shit gets cool, but that's it's it's all those kind of things. It's all muscle memory. It's all just time. Yeah, I can see that being. If you you do it enough, it just becomes second nature. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, they're all art forms, though. It's so it's cool. It's just, oh man, wild shit. Yeah, I figure. Also, we might want to. We also might want to leave in a pause here. If we were gonna, I know we mentioned playing quotes. I don't think we left a. A strong break to do that. We'll probably um, slice them in. Well, you can do that too. It'll be all right. I think uh, my my gas tank of jokes is really low. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what was that? Excuse me. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I think my uh, gas tank of junks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just when you thought it was on empty, oh, it's man. it's right, right back up. <laughs> There's always more. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah. Next week, uh, Alec Baldwin breakdown. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what, uh, cool. we've been we've been waiting on that one. Make sure we get some got the good information coming out for it. But yeah, can't wait too long. Um, thanks again for listening. Thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on Approach a uh, SoundCloud at Approaching Human. Thanks, John. Make sure to check out the show page at Trash Cats Trashcast on Instagram for news and art from the show. Uh, also, for the yeah, memes. yeah, check out Facebook for the memes. If you're bored, you can check out my trash art on Instagram at Skyzix S K Y Z S X. I finally got something new up there that I'm very proud of. Yeah, man. Out. When when the fuck do you sleep, dude? You between working Not on the much. podcast, working for your job, and doing artwork. Honestly, I think it's. <laughs> I'm kind of unbalanced right now. It's yeah, I was gonna say, man, you're fucking, you're going real hard on it. Like, dude. not even just doing the Instagram posting and stuff, but like, also, like, I don't even go on the the Facebook, but whenever I do, I'm like, you've been posting some some shit. You've been going hard on it. I just, I can't stop moving anymore, dude. Like, I I don't know exactly what's going on, but something has changed where I cannot like fully relax. I feel like. uh I feel like I'm like out of time to do things. So I just mm. I can't really stop. If I if I didn't have to work, I know it would be different though. I would be sleeping. But I just uh I don't know. I'm like constantly uncomfortable. Got your to, clock on go mode. Yeah, I have to do something. I just feel like maybe, <laughs> you're now a working class citizen. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's weird though, because for real, like I've spent a lot of time working just as much, but it was never work. I was never working towards anything. Right, right, right. yeah. Like I, I, there were definitely times I had way worse hours, and it, it wasn't a nine to five. Yeah, and I just wasn't, I wasn't going anywhere. So yeah. now I kind of feel like um, I'm working towards things, and I like. Uh, I just feel the fuck it mode, man. Like, I feel like uh, I so easily could just say, like, fuck it. I'm going to get high. No, I don't give a shit about art, podcast, job, whatever. So, like, I think I'm, like, uh, I think it's kind of a phase where I'm, like, protecting, like, my momentum. Where, like, it, I, I just have to stay fully engaged at least for a while until I can relax because it just feels like it could change if I don't, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You be careful with that too. Cause you get burnt uh-huh. out and then it, but I've been burnt out for so long, but it's just like, not like it's uncomparable to the years prior. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like I feel so burnt out, but it's just like, it's not bad compared to how things used to be. So I'm just, Full steam ahead for a while. Hopefully hit the chill phase in a bit when yeah. things are more stable, you know? Yeah. We'll we'll talk about more of that after the thing here. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, this, for me, it's like the uh, – it's getting uh, habits together and getting like – making sure I'm reminding myself to get into a routine to like give myself breaks and stuff. Yeah. And that might help if you like structure it in a way – so that's not like, like for me, it was stopping working is what, like, if I stop, I'm going to want to stop, stop. Like, if yes. I take an hour break, I'm going to not be good for my, it's you know, dumb. when I come back. Yeah. So See, I, I have things like scheduled, like certain days or like times. It's just like, if that gets disturbed, it throws me off hardcore. 
That's yeah. that's where it gets me. Okay. Well, if you if you if you're working trying to work through schedule, I feel like I mean personally, I feel like that helps me a lot. Um, yes, schedule books are so important. My God, dude, lists, lists, bro, lists and lists. So many fucking lists in my phone and on pieces of paper. <laughs> it helps though. Some, um, some of it's like ticket paper. Some of it's actual lined paper. Yeah. Oh well. Next week, Alec Baldwin. Next week, Alec Baldwin. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah. We done? Yeah, that's going to be all for us today. Stay classy. Eat trashy. Go fast, eat trash. Meow.